Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Today we have a, I'm so excited to talk to George Franklin III because he is the president of the Quarter Century Club for Transplant Recipients. And when I heard about that, I'm like a quarter century, 25 years with a transplant. I made it to 20, but it's just so exciting to hear these success stories. So please welcome to the program. Hi, George. Hi, how are you? So tell us a little bit about, you know, when did you get your your kidney transplant? Well, the kidney I have now actually is my second transplant. The first one I received in April of 1975. Unfortunately, it never worked, so they took it back out the next month. I think it was the day after Mother's Day, so it was a little traumatic. And the one I have now... I received six months later, uh, November 4th, 1975. Wow. And it's been working beautifully through uh, open heart surgery to have a valve replaced, through a uh, laparoscopic gallbladder removal, uh, emergency liver surgery, and a nephrectomy, or rather a um, hernia repair from the nephrectomy of 1975. So my, my kidney function is still very, very good. So I'm trying to do the math here. So that's like 39 years with a transplant? Just about. It'll be 39 years on no, in November. Wow. What, now, are you the longest person who has a transplant? Oh, heavens no. Um, we, <laughs> we have club members that uh, put me in infancy almost. Uh, we've got several members that are, oh, 42, 43, 44 years. We have several oh, wow. heart recipients that are uh, near 30 years with their transplant. We have a couple of livers um, that are over 25 years, and they're all doing great. So the Quarter Century Club for Transplant Recipients was founded to basically show that, you know, you can live a long, good life with a transplant. And, you know, I mean, it is amazing because I'm thinking, of, wow, 39 years with a transplant. That's just amazing. So are there mostly kidney transplants in this group? Yes, they're mostly kidney transplants, um, you know, because they were doing kidney transplants uh, on a regular basis so much sooner than they were uh, heart, liver, and lung, uh, and even cornea. But the the club was founded mainly because we, we found that... Uh, the long-term recipients, such as myself and many others, uh, 20, 25, 30 years out, we have our own set of problems, uh, medically, uh, emotionally, just a different set of issues. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what some of those um, unique issues are? Well, a lot of the long-term recipients have issues with uh, the skin cancers, a lot of the long-term recipients have issues with bones, uh, brittle bones, bad joints, uh, vision issues, and so forth. But as long as our transplant is functioning, we find a way to get around these other issues. We just 
deal with them as a part of life and we go on. Uh, we try to encourage as a club uh, and individually our our newer comers, our younger people that are getting transplants now or see someone that's only had it for five or ten years because we can offer a lot of advice and a lot of support and encouragement uh, having been there and done that for over 30 years. No, I mean, it is. I mean, when I had my transplant for 20 years and I, you know, I just got my fourth transplant, which has been about three years, um, I was on some of the older drugs like Emuran and, you know, prednisone, and they switched me over to some of the newer drugs towards the end of it. But I know a lot of people, if it's working, don't fix it. So you stay on the same medication that they prescribed in the 70s, which pretty much Emuran, Cyclosporin, and prednisone, <laughs> those were the only drugs they had available. And I remember one of my nephrologists uh mentioned to me, George, you know, we have these new drugs and da-da-da-da-da, and I said, and what's your point? <laughs> because the old drugs uh, were working so beautifully for me that there was just no way that I was going to switch and start on the new drugs. Um, now, uh, should something happen to the kidney or, you know, my numbers start changing and they need to change the medication, then by all means do it. But right now, the azathioprine, the Imuran, and the methylprednisolone, they're working beautifully. And most of the club, as a matter of fact, most of our club members that are on their original kidney, say one that got them into the club at 25 years, uh, the vast majority of us are still on those two medications. Now, we have several members that have been retransplanted in the last five years, say, uh, they are on the newer drugs. So they've had to readjust to the new medication and the new side effects and, and all the things that those new drugs cause. But um, this year, actually, uh, the Quarter Century Club is celebrating its 10th anniversary. We were founded in uh, 2004. So this is our 10th anniversary. How do you become a member? Where do you go? What do you do? What's the requirement? Well, we have several websites. The only requirement is to have had a transplant for at least 25 years. Uh, we did change uh, one of our rules uh, a couple of years ago that would allow people such as yourself to join if you've had a cumulative number of 25 years. Okay, so I'm just a year out to join the club. <laughs> 20 years and the other one for four years. So one more year and you'd qualify for membership and we'd love to have you. And how do people go about joining? You can email me at my email address, which I'll give you, or you can leave a message at the club website and we will get that and contact you then. What is the club website? It's www.qcc. Dot org. That's an easy website, QCC. I, I like Q, QVC, so QCC won't be too hard to, to remember. Um, no, it shouldn't. I hope <laughs> not. It's uh, Q for quarter and CC for century club. Now, what is your creatinine currently, George? My last test, it was actually a tad high at 1.3, but it normally runs between 1.1 and 1.2. And what do you know about your donor? Unfortunately, I've never been able to find my donors. Um, 
Back in 1975, uh, prior to UNOS, prior to anything in this country called an OPO, it was difficult to get history on your on your donor uh, if the donor was a deceased donor. The process now is a little easier because you can write your OPO, assuming it's a deceased donor, you can write your OPO and then they will forward the letter to your donor and vice versa. If the donor writes the OPO, they will forward their letter to you. And eventually, um, if both people choose, they can meet. But back in 1975, things were a lot different. And the only thing I know about my donor is she was a female that passed away in a car accident and that the accident happened in Tennessee, I believe. I lived in Washington, D.C. at the time for most of my life, and the transplant was done in Washington, D.C. Okay. When I got my third transplant in 1990 that lasted 20 years, all I know he was an accident victim in Denver, Colorado. So I I named the kidney Denver (laughs) because, um, you know, he was in his mid-20s and it just dramatically changed my life. I mean, not to be able to do dialysis again after 12 years of having to rely on a machine to live was somewhat amazing. And my question is for you, so what have you done to just live your life to the fullest since you've had one of the best gifts ever? Well, I, I've, I've worked most of my life. Uh, I received my transplant when I was 21 years old. So I was out of school. I intended to go into the service, but I could not at that time. And so I went straight to work. I actually started working for a bakery for a few years. That added a few pounds. So at some point I, had to, I decided I needed to get away from the bakery. <laughs> and I went into a field that was more appropriate for me, and that was a computer field. So I worked at NASA headquarters in D.C. for quite a while, and then for several other uh, computer companies. And... Um, I volunteer-wise, I've worked, I've volunteered for the OPO in Falls Church, WRTC, and I still volunteer for the organization in Baltimore, the OPO there, which is Living Legacy Foundation. Uh, When I was living in D.C. just prior to moving uh, to Maryland, to Western Maryland, I ran a food pantry at my church that was very successful. And we took that one pantry and involved many other pantries and started a collaborative. So I I love volunteer work, and I think it's one way that people can stay active as they get older. Um, So a lot of my volunteer work is in the Donate Life uh, realm. Anything I can do, um, any speaking engagements, anything to encourage more people to sign up to become organ donors. I know. I mean, you know, 39 years with a kidney is amazing. Now, do you compete in the U.S. transplant games? I, I heard a rumor about that. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I actually was one of four Americans that were invited to attend the first international games in South Sea, England, and that was all the way back in 1978. Um, in 79, they stayed in England, and then in 1980, they came to New York City, and I competed in that one. 
so the first and the third. Then in 1996, a friend convinced me to start competing in the national games. So I competed in the uh, national games in Salt Lake City. We were we were there together. Yes, yes, I, <laughs> I was there. I won the gold medal in table tennis. <laughs> I won uh, two bronze medals in swimming in oh, 1996. Okay. Yes, I was I was ecstatic. I really was. Um, and I competed also in 98 in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I skipped the next two. They were in Florida. And in 04, I competed. In 06, I attended but could not compete. I'd had surgery that year, and, and my doctor wouldn't allow it. In 08, I competed in Pittsburgh. In 2010, I competed. In 2012, I attended but sadly, right after we took our team group picture, I tore my calf muscle. Ooh. And so I had to spend the rest of the games in the bed with my leg elevated, so I didn't get to compete. But I'm looking forward to going to Houston in July to compete at the Transplant Games there. Well, you'll have to send us a picture. We'll post it on Facebook and, and share your story of 39 years with the transplant and still competing. Now, are you competing in swimming still? I will swim and I will bowl. And again, even though I will be approaching 39 years in July, just to, uh, two or three months away from 39 years, we have, we have members that will be 40 plus 42, 43, 44 years out that will still be competing. It's amazing. You'll have to send me a group photo of all of you. I'm going to post it on my wall so I can, you know, just know that this kidney can last me the rest of my life. You know, the, the, the saying donate life, we've taken to heart in, a, in an entirely different way. Because when, you, when you've donated life, either by being a living donor or the deceased donor, you literally have taken someone from age 10 or 12 on into their 30s and 40s, and that is indeed a life. Many people don't live to see 50, and they have no chronic illnesses, you know? But here I've gone from age 21 I turned 60 next Monday, Wow! and I have lived from age 21 to age 60 with this one transplant. That is just so inspiring. It is. I mean, my donor indeed donated life. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's just truly amazing. And the sad thing is that we still have 18 people that die every day because there are not enough people that have said yes. organ and tissue donation. No, it's so true. For no other reason that we just need more people to say yes. Well, I have to tell you, George, I am so inspired by your story. Uh, Your creatinine number is off the charts after 39 years. I bet your physician... Now, now one of the questions I have, is your physician still around that helped transplant you in the 70s? My transplant surgeon... Dr. Glenn W. Gilhood is a missionary surgeon now and teaches uh, surgery or the process of surgery in Africa and other third world uh, countries over there. 
and uh, he sends me an annual update as what he's doing throughout the year. I have retired several of my nephrologists. Uh, unfortunately, several of them have passed on uh, because of age, but uh, I mean, I'm 60. They'd be 100 now. <laughs> my current nephrologist, Dr. Jeremy Marcus, um, is a wonderful guy. Uh, he's a younger nephrologist, and I hope to have him for a very, very, very long time. You know, it is because, you know, your healthcare professionals become family, and I'm still in contact with the people who cared for me when I was a kid, and I know that you do so much good just by them hearing your story. I mean, it's they're part of your success, and it's so wonderful to be able to to tell our healthcare professionals that because sometimes they don't hear it enough. That's correct. I started a club didn't last as long as the quarter century, but I started a club back in 1976, I believe, that was called the Graft Club, G-R-A-F-T. Mm-hmm. And we had a dinner, an annual dinner, for about four or five years, and then we just kind of drifted apart. But the first dinner, there were several hundred people there, and we made sure to invite all of our doctors at that dinner. And it was amazing to watch them come in and just weep because in one room they'd seen the handiwork of their, of their literally of their hands, their surgical skills, uh, the skills in caring for us as we were on dialysis, many of us at that time, and, and that had been transplanted. And we saw doctors cry because they were just, just so happy to see all of us doing so well and in a room, eating and dancing and celebrating life. No, it, it is. It gives me, um, what does Jennifer Lopez say when we watch America? It gives me the goosies when I think about it, you know? It, it does. It gives you the goosies because you think about, oh, my goodness, it's, you know, life is so precious. And um, unfortunately, I'm sure you've witnessed this over the years. We see a lot of our peers that just don't make it. And, you know, they're not thriving and surviving like we are. And it's it's really difficult because this is a severe chronic illness. And, um, George, I, I want to thank you for uh, sharing your story, for creating the Quarter Century Club. And I look for, forward to the day that I can join. Um, I'll check my um, exact dates and, you know, add up all the math. And then I'll definitely get in contact with you because I would be honored to be part of your club. Well, we'd be honored to have you aboard, and for us, you know, when we changed our rule that it, you, you could get in with multiple, uh, with cumulative years of 25, uh, the reason, because my vice president and I, whose name is Barb Witt, uh, we were going back and forth on it, but, you know, the bottom line is that we've had surgery one time, not counting any other surgeries that we may have had over 25 years. But you guys that have had two and three transplants and more, you've had surgery after surgery after surgery. And when you hit that 25, it's, it's like a special plateau. Right. And I've, I felt it needed to be honored and recognized. And, and so we'd love to have you in our club. You Send me your dates and I'll add them up and we'll see what we come up with. Okay, sounds like a plan. 
I cannot go to the games this year, but I have competed in several games, and I look forward to you know going to a future game. We will miss you this year. We're we're having our usual uh, dinner dance. Uh, we, the club sponsored a a dinner dance cruise in 06, 08, and 2010, and 2012. But this will be our first land-based dinner dance. Um, And this, again, is our our 10th anniversary, so we're all excited to be there. The Transplant Games of America, we would encourage everyone that listens to this and watches this video to to attend. and I'll send you links for that, too. Yes, we um, just did a show on that that's going to post. So we want everybody to be aware of the games. And one final question before we wrap up. How many members are in the club? We have almost 100 members. Wow. We have almost 100 members in our club. We have maybe four in Canada. We have two in Australia. And uh, we have two in England, and there was a it was an online article on Facebook the other day about a, a, a gentleman who was celebrating his 30th anniversary with his liver transplant, and he'd gotten his transplant when he was 11. Wow. I think you're going to get a few new members from this interview. So, well, thank you so much, George, and keep up the good work. And, you know, I have to say this to fellow transplant patients, pee all you can pee, because that's really what we have to do. So thank you so much. Well, you take care, and I look forward to, uh, to seeing your finished product. All right. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.